Hey there, and welcome to Telefriends. We're rip. Nope, fucked it up. You went to clear that list and fucked it up, didn't you? Didn't you? A lot went wrong on that one. Just do what we supposed to do. We shut it down. Hey there, and welcome to Telefriends, where we're listening to messages you leave at 304-518-JAMS. Jams. Your hosts are Casey. Hi. And Bo. Hello. Casey has heard all the calls featured on today's show, and Bo hasn't heard any of them. True. Let's get into it. Starting with call number one. Fuck yeah! Way to call your shot! <laughs> it's uh, Rachel here. Hi. So, my baby and I just adopted a very sweet dog this past weekend named Bowie from the Austin Animal Center. Bowie. Uh, and he's a little chihuahua and probably it's like a, a rat terrier man. or some other smooth coat terrier mix. He's two years old. Uh, he's mostly trained, but when we go on walks uh, with but. Bowie and Eno together, Bowie has this very strange habit of uh, sticking his head right where Eno is peeing, like, <laughs> like you know, will approach a recycling can or a fence post or a telephone pole or a tree, like sounds presidential, whatever strikes Whoa, his fancy. Politics. And Bowie will just pull right up. And stick his head right under where Eno is peeing, and so we've already had to bathe him, like, once, but I'm sure that he will continue <laughs> this habit. So yeah, gross. How do I stop that beyond just Actually, keeping him away clean. from Eno when he's peeing? Because I don't know if dogs really have the object permanence enough to realize this is a poor choice. Yeah, yeah, you Bye. Can- yeah, thank you, <laughs> First of all, that's awesome. You should call your dogs the Diamond Dogs. Secondly, uh, you can train your dogs to do all kinds of shit. You can train your dog to fucking, like, balance a treat on his head for an hour. Like, I'm sure you can make him stop drinking piss. Well, well no, I think I think her worry is that he won't just teach himself not to do it. Like, unless she forces him not to do it, he's just going to keep letting that dog piss on his head. <laughs> No, excuse me. I'm saying let it like this dog he didn't seems go for it. Into it. Yeah. Uh yeah, what do you do about a dog pissing on another dog's head? I think you shit. You there had you pee on both dogs. You pee on, you pee on both it's, on, it's you pee on Eno and Eno pees on you pee Bowie. On, you pee on both. Here's so that way dog. they know the chain of command. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes a good deal of sense. I'm not sure that. Uh, and I don't expect you to whip it out and take a whiz on your dogs in public. Like, pull oh, I, down trowel. No. Carry a jar of your own urine. Or like a sport bottle. Uh, you don't want to spray that wind catches that the wrong way and you're going to... But you want to simulate pee. This Dude. is going into a weird place, man. <laughs> We're in a weird place. You're a dog owner. I am. What's the hardest thing you've had to do to stop to get your dog to do Stop. Get your dog to stop doing. My dog has a nervous habit 
of uh she's a butt munch she has a nervous habit where she eats her own butt yeah a lot that's a thing that you just i mean that's like a thing you don't cure it like you can't make her stop Mm -hmm. eating her butt except for you can make her less nervous and so you can like take her for walks and shit and then she yeah you can't shame her out of her eating her butt because it's a nervous reaction and by doing something you're right you're like reinforcing the nerve yeah I wonder. I bet that's a thing, though. It sounds like a thing. Like I think it's just a stupid dog that used to have another dog around. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, maybe. Yeah, she. I mean, she awesomely picked up a dog that's already a couple years old. Yeah, that's the he's way just to got do some it. bad habits. He doesn't know how to act yet. He'll get in line. But again, like you can change a dog's name in thirty seconds. You can make a dog change any behavior you want. Like they're all about behavior therapy training shit. Yeah, that's kind of what they want, right? The, what dogs want more than anything is to be told what to do. I know so what just women fucking want. tell your do dog dogs not want? to be peed on. Don't be peed on. Fucking be like, no. No pee dogs. <laughs> and then your dog will be like, ah, I hate it when you say no. So What did I'll, you say no about? I just, I'll stop peeing. Whatever it is, I'll stop it. I'll never pee again. Oh, that's a thing for my, for my dog. My dog pukes like... Well, I want to say 10% of the time after she drinks a bunch of water. And like, she always drinks a ton of water too fast. And you know, when she's like really getting after it, like, fuck, you're going to fucking puke. (laughs) And so you're like, stop drinking water. But you don't want to be like, it's bad to drink drink water. water? I don't know. It's weird. I'm the same way. (laughs) Well, (laughs) so, yep. How's your, what's your life like, man? How you been? Good. Busy. Yeah, man. Like, baby preps. Baby preps. Baby lifts. Baby preps. Baby squats. Mm, yeah, you don't do baby squats till later in the third trimester, but I don't know if you know this about babies. It's a miracle. The squats come later. Cleaning the house. Making room. Making a room. Made a baby corner. And your baby gets its own corner. <laughs> That's all it gets. Look at that. Until it's 18 and it <laughs> earns something. <laughs> But uh, actually, you know what? Uh, play call number three. Call number three! Coming the fuck up. Hey, telefriends. It's your pal Molly here. I have a two-part literature-related question for you. Okay. So I've been cleaning out our house a lot lately to make room for the telebaby. Weird. Quarter. Side note, super fun that you're doing a contest for... Baby names for the telebaby, so and it's really fun to hear suggestions. So if other listeners have suggestions, send them in. Um, so, doing a lot of nesting, cleaning stuff out, taking some critical looks at my bookshelf to see what do I really want to keep here? What am I going to read again? What do I feel like I want to hold on to for personal reasons? I came across some books by writers from the Beat Generation. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not going to read this anymore. And I've started to wonder, do adults read Beat Generation writers anymore? Like, is that just a thing that, like, high-functioning white teenagers and college <laughs> students do? Like, if they're trying to figure out their identities? Or is that, like, a legit thing oh, that adults are reading later on? Anyway, first qu- that's my first question. Second question in cleaning things out, I also came across some old crappy poems that I wrote <laughs> in high school and college, and I wondered if our telephone host would be willing to share on air some of the crappy poems that I know you guys wrote. 
most likely wrote <laughs> in high school or college, because I think your listeners would really enjoy that. Thank you for your consideration. Bye. 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 Sorry, I seemed distracted, but I was taking notes because it's a multifaceted question. Mm-hmm. I have a few answers about this. Okay. Starting with this. One, you and I, Us. before we fucking get into the show, yeah. we fucking talk to each other for like 10 minutes so we can sound what? What are we conversation. To, yeah, we're trying to be yeah. natural. Um, so when... And, but the shit always gets edited out. Sometimes yeah. you hear we'll it use as part a cold of it, open yeah. or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but one of the things we were talking about, we were talking about if you could bring back anything from your youth, uh, what would you bring back? What yeah. are you nostalgic for? And she was talking about nesting. And I'm like, there was this fucking interior design magazine from the <laughs> 1990s called Nest Magazine. And it was the shit. And if that shit got rebooted, I would have a subscription. I would, I'd love that thing. See, I always think of like the, uh, there's all this, like when music journalism was at its peak and there's like 15 different... And some of them were like more about how cool it looked more than it was what they were writing about. Yeah, but god damn it, if I could bring back the Face magazine from the 90s, that fucking thing. Like, that was one of them. Oh, man. That was, because it came from England. Yeah. And like, like, I had to go out of town to get this fucking magazine. Yeah. So every time I was out of town, I like made sure to pick up a The Face magazine. Of, was of like, The Face. Holy shit, that thing. Um. So, thanks for reminding me of that, too. <laughs> The Beat Generation. Here, yeah. Here's what I'm going to say. Adults read that? I don't think adults read it. I, I don't think anyone's I think picking they do, up beats. And if they don't, they fucking should. I think everybody should read it. But I think it I means think more to you when you're a teenager. As an adult. I think it means more to you as a teenager. I think that's true. And I think that's a shame that uh, the Beats are considered to be like Blame. childlike coming of age writing. Because what they do... Not all of them, but what Kerouac does and what Gregory Corso does um, and what Ginsburg sometimes does, but what fucking Burroughs never really does, uh, is capture like a real exuberance and excitement for the written word and writing it. Like, and that shit goes away. Like, when you read the shit that you're supposed to read as an adult, it's a bunch of fucking people going through the fucking motions of not being excited about a thing. Yeah. And like being a craftsman and fucking putting together the components that make a fucking book or whatever. And those dudes are like, we're just fucking making this up and we're really <laughs> excited about it. And that's fucking awesome. Look how awesome this is. And I'm like, yo, man, yeah, that shit is fucking awesome. See, like, I think they were, they were such, they, it was so much about a sense of rebellion, like against the status quo, the beats. Yeah. That... And that mindset has been pushed away from the 20s into teenage years. It's like society allows that behavior. That's when you're a teenager. To be, uh, act, yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Whereas their thing was, we don't give a fuck. We're doing it anyways. You know? Well, their thing and also was, we're 40. One. Yeah. Two, like, we don't want to be teenagers. We're trying to be literary, literary people for yeah. real. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. Like... I hold it down like fuck when the fucking when the fucking Kerouac scroll came to town. I was like, I gotta see it, man. Yeah, it was a fucking real. I mean, it's still important to me, but I don't. I don't know if I want to read that again. You should dip back in, man. I don't think so. Like not like with on the road, but if you like dip back into like Sartori in Paris or something, or like one of like the little thin later ones or whatever, or like a. 
Yo, man, I'm I'm for it. I like it when people are excited to be doing the thing that they're doing. Yeah. And that's what the beats are about. And it's not what a lot of other capital L literature is about. And that's a and it's and I think that's a shame. Um the third part of this question is I don't think it okay, go ahead. My my, my the the answer that I have to the second part of this question, I guess. Is the third part of the question? Is my third part of my answer. Yeah. Which is you first. <laughs> Me first? No. Or the caller first. The caller first. You can't So like, if we have a You call- can't allude to crappy poems that you wrote and not fucking read one. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. If I will I don't know if I've got poems. I'm poem in poem out right now. I'm like But I I'll journal entry. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, man. If someone calls in with their works, I'll give you the pre warning to have something ready. Okay. I used to write hilarious couplets all the time as a kid. It was like my favorite thing. Oh, mine's not. There will be nothing good or amusing about anything that I read. <laughs> I might have to go with you. I might have to turn away from you while I read it. Yeah. Shit's embarrassing, man. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm fucking. There's a lot of things I can imagine picking up and reading again. And I don't think the beats are one of them. I think they're nice and comfortable in my memory. And I like them there. I don't think I want to get a ton out of reading it again. Maybe not. Maybe not. With Kerouac in particular, there's some shit with that dude. Like, that guy really was... That guy was a beast, is all I'm saying. Like, he was really... I don't know how to say this. Like, I think the job of writing so often is to fucking, like, have an experience and relate that experience to a reader, right? Yeah. And he... Kerouac seems like a the person most naturally suited to doing that. Okay. And he's really excited to do it, especially in his younger years. Like, yeah. I think that's fucking great. I don't know. I'm... It's something about the seeking adventure to turn and talk about it. Doesn't appeal to me anymore. I don't think. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a natural life. It's not letting, you know, leading a, I don't know how to put this. But that's it's why I think making a story instead of being a story. Yeah. Well, I, this is how I felt towards my end of my beat. Yeah. Years was it felt too much like they were like too contrived. They were like Jackass three, uh, uh, movie number three, where it was like Movie's you guys great. are really pushing it here. No, it's still good, but there it's not the same sense of joy and wonder that I had with the first one. Huh? They're they're. Trying a little too hard. You know what you should read is uh, When I Was Cool um, by Sam Kashner. And it is the memoir of Sam Kashner that he wrote about being the first graduate of the Jack Kerouac School of Disembodied Poetics. Yeah. And fucking Ginsburg and Burroughs are like his professors in this weird non-accredited school that he goes to. (laughs) He later... Kashner now is this guy who's like a columnist for Vanity Fair, but... And, and, and he writes books and shit. He's great. But fuck. Like, that portrait of what those dudes are like later in the game is really great. Yeah. Like, it's really great. There's this whole thing about... Um, <laughs> there's this whole thing about Kerouac getting a blowjob from, from, from Ginsburg and Peter Orlovsky or whatever. And I don't know. He's like... Yeah, no, this is really cool. I'm just not... That ended. <laughs> He's like, I'm. Thank I get you. it. I get thank it. you a lot. <laughs> um, I, I see what you're shooting for. 
but like I'm like a drunk. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, that book is great. I think that would be a cool thing for you to a cool way into revisiting that. Whatever. Can I sound more fucking horrible? No, this is this is. I don't know if you've heard our show. This is how it works. <laughs> it's me sounding like a pretentious no. shithead no. for fucking an hour at a time. All right. <laughs> Well, uh, I have no segue called before. All right. I had one, but I lost it. Good morning, gentlemen. It's probably not morning when you're doing this or when people are listening to it, but it's morning for me because I'm driving and I was listening to the guy talking about eating sush on the go. <laughs> this is Will, by the way. And it seemed like that's a really just, it seems like a, it's like a food poisoning way to make your car seem fancy. Like it's a new way to pimp your ride. Like, man. I'm so fucking fancy, I eat sushi on the go, and my whatever, right? And here's the thing. Pimpin' Your Ride 2017, custom license plate, Bow knows, and helped me one time greatly come up with a personalized plate. He did. That said VHS copy, some of the other options were man hair, seven letters to get a lot of information across. <laughs> What's your guy's custom license plate? It can't be Telefriends or something along those lines because we already know. I need to know individually, Casey Bo, what is the perfect seven letter something Casey Bo. that would sum you up? And follow-up question, do you really want something that customizable? Is there something actually pleasant about being lost and the regularity of basic cars? Finally, did that guy also who was talking about eating sushi on the go talk about a box of fries? I love that guy, but I mean, <laughs> who's ever been like, I'll take one box of fries. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, I love you. Goodbye. I don't remember him saying anything <laughs> about a box okay. of fries. First, I got a lot of things here. First of all, Will, thanks for being the all-time call, ask the question, ask a question, answer the question by the end of the call. For real. But first of all, I think you're giving a little weight to the sushi there, friendo. The sushi's everywhere. It's not the food of the hoity-toity anymore, buddy. You can it, afford it. Go go treat yourself. It's now the food of the hoi poloi. He's not uh, driving around scooping caviar onto... <laughs> he's not being driven in a limousine. Yeah, he's just a dude with some... <laughs> One step up from gas station sushi eating it. It's okay. Where do they have gas station sushi? They're oh, they're out there. I, yo, you know me, man. We can go right now. I'll fucking I've, any gas station food. I'll eat. <laughs> so what's your so okay? We'll we'll take them in the order given. What's your uh, license plate? Um, we'll have some sushi. It's okay. My license plate is Y E S Y A L L. Yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Mine is... I feel like it really encapsulates my whole thing. Although, I had this idea the other day that I was going to get an uh, all-white 1982 Chevy El Camino <laughs> and make it, like, crispy white. Like, maybe even a white interior. That's or, like, white. or like a ba- like white baby blue interior. License plate, iceberg. White guy. License plate what? Iceberg. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> is that, that going to be your DJ name? No, it just means my car. <laughs> Iceberg. It's terrible. Yo, but what if I had just like a fucking super dope 1980s era 
Chevrolet El Camino, tasteful rims, license plate, yes, y'all. Like, yes, y'all. <laughs> fucking doing it. Whatever. Okay. What would yours be? Mine would be the letter U and <laughs> H, 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 H. Uh, uh. Could you get shrug emoji? <laughs> could you get could, I don't know. Ask, ask How do you feel? I don't know until license plate. IDK? D-U-D-E? I-D-U-N-N-O. I-D-U-N-N-O. I don't know. I want to pick my... Kid. So if you get a... Something. What if your license plate was F-C-K-N-A? Fuck nah. Just fucking A, man. <laughs> See, I would have read a fuck nah. <laughs> fuck nah! <laughs> so can you get uh, random letters and numbers? Can you pick your own? Like, I want to be XJK652. Yeah. Yeah. Or does it have to be, like, a thing? So license plate are random numbers. Yeah. And letters. Mm-hmm. Well, not random. There's patterns. There's a method to it. Yeah. What if can I choose my own off? method? Yeah. Yeah. Can I just... Does, or does it have to, like, be a thing? And they'd be like, oh, we finally found the Zodiac killer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what? <They> got me. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Uh, you would, yo. What if you had a license plate that said taco? Nah, I don't think I'm taco. I get it for the yeah. Tacoma. Yeah. Taco ma. Taco ma. What if you just had a license plate that said Tacoma? <laughs> what if I just one that says mother? <laughs> there was, in there a show, My Mother the Car? I think it one just says athletic. Athletic. Athlete. <laughs> then I get out of that. Hello. <laughs> yeah, so what was his other shit? Box of fries. Um, what else do you call them? A large fry. Yeah, but like if... Like, you really... What you call them is a thing of fries. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think box is as good as anything. Yeah. Carton? Sheath. <laughs> Sheath. Would you, sir, would you enjoy my sheath of fries? Unsheath mine fry. <laughs> I think they're called boxes. Box of fr- well, not a not a small fry from McDonald's. That shit's a bag. Yeah, I don't know what you'd call it. I like a sheath. Sheath? Would you like to unsheath my fry you upon your visage? Like when you go to fucking In and Out Burger, they're like, they're, "Do you want that boxed or do you want that? Do you want to eat in your car or you want to fuck?" And I'm like, "Yeah, man, I can't wait to sit in your parking lot and look at the highway." <laughs> Fucking give me that shit right now. I can't wait. But it's like, oh, it's over. It's over. Great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Society as we know it has ground to a halt. Here we are at its nadir. Fucking. Yeah, yeah. I'll just eat it in the car. You know what? I'll eat it when I'm driving back through. I'm not allowed to I'm not allowed to have this at home. <laughs> and I'm too shy to come inside. So yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll eat it. I'd love to look at this. This dumb fucking fry tray where it's like, that's the shit that I'm supposed to eat in the car. I look at the dumpster and look at the side of that gas station and just numbers. If I was gonna eat fries in the car, I want like a fry shaker. Where I gotta like shake out like an individual, an individual fry. I think McDonald's has perfected it. And it comes out <laughs> with light ketchup. Oh, really? Does it add its own ketchup? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hate fucking ketchup. I like I like ketchup with my fries, but I hate fucking ketchup on my fries. Sucks. That thing where you squirt a little ketchup in your mouth. <laughs> no, I don't do that one, man. <laughs> you don't do it twice. 
<laughs> this shit don't work. No, it sucks. Every time I use any kind of ketchup dispenser, be it the old-fashioned rip and rip and split, I was going to call it. That's not what everyone does with it. <laughs> the old rip and split. Or the new cups I like scenario. the new cups. Well, the They're cups are better. better. Every time I do one of them, I feel like someone on an infomercial who doesn't know how to like fucking <laughs> carry anything. <laughs> what am I going to do with all these? Like I, I invariably end up with ketchup. Have we talked about this on the podcast or just in our personal lives that I fucking I just want the fucking ketchup packet to be the size of four ketchup packets? Yeah, man. Why's it got to be that small? No one needs one. It's always four. No one needs one. Get it together. This week, last episode we talked about it. Yeah. This episode, in between episodes, we made it happen, and we found out that it's possible. Because, yeah. yo, we're, we're talking about the fried chicken taco right now? We we had the fried chicken taco. It was great. It was better than expected. Yeah. But we were talking about fucking Taco but, Bell chicken and waffles, and what we found was the fucking Cinnabon bites. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fucking it's right put there. four in that thing. <laughs> it's no butter blaster, but... <laughs> I mean... Then again, what is? What is... I'm saying, until they release the shit official status, like, you can fucking hack the shit together, is all I'm saying. Hack the chicken. Hack, hack the bell. Hack the planet. I'm waiting for, like, a really cool, like, sound effect to go with it. Like, I, I got you. Every time we say, hack the planet. Hack the planet. Did a spring goes off? Let's relax a little bit. Get a little, get a little uh, guitar jam in our life. Oh. Let's call number five. Guitar Jam. What's up, Casey and Bo? Love you guys. Love the show. Please keep doing what you're doing. Dog. All I can think about is playing Guitar Hero, 
I'm like, I'm pretty good at this. And then I go up one level and it's like, use four buttons instead of three. And I'm like, nope, back to three. Can you imagine being able to fucking do that? <laughs> Fuck, man. I can't do shit. Yeah, man. That guy does that. Yeah, that guy just did that. Like, all right, fuck, I'll just call on this podcast and do that. I'll just break break him off a little piece. <laughs> Ain't no big thing. <laughs> fuck. That's... Yo, thank you. That was fucking amazing. He only had to have one line about ghosts in there. Why? <laughs> you would have won telephones. Fuck. That was... Yo... Fuck, where do you, how do you follow that? We follow that by hearing from some old friends that we haven't heard from in quite some time. Okay. Let's call number six. Hey, Casey and Bo, this is Nick from Wax Athletic Podcast. Hey! Uh, we're recording an episode right now. Audrey we are too. will not fucking shut up about the Bare Naked Ladies. So I was wondering if, we could maybe, if I could uh, crash at your show for a while or if Audrey could crash at your show. <laughs> Because I'm fucking done with this. Uh, 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 oh, Audrey has a question for you. Hold on. Um, excuse me. Do you think it's time for Bob Dylan to move over and let Jacob be the Dylan? <laughs> also, if you could answer that, please. Talk to you later. Love you. Bye. Thanks, dudes. <laughs> hey, what? guys. That's the our, our buddies from Wax Pathetic. Another excellent local How How Austin long has it been since podcast. we talked to them? It's been, a, it's been a minute. Wait, no, ask me that. How long has it been since we talked to them? Well, it's been. It's been. Fireworks, fireworks, fireworks. It's been a little while. Yo, what's your beef with B&L, bro? Um, They're terrible. I don't think they ever intended to be anything but like a bunch of fun dudes fun, fun, though. Like party band kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, they weren't trying to be. Like, They're never, yeah. They don't have delusions of grandeur. But they were like your. They were two, a two singer situation, and they dropped one singer. Did they? Yeah, they're only a one singer guy now. Do you remember when it's not the it's been guy? It's the other one. Ah, it's just hmm. the Chinese chicken guy. Okay, weird. Yeah. Why did they? What the other guy do? What's he doing? I think he had like a drug problem or something. Oh well, shit. (laughs) Sorry. A little little too many of the bare naked ladies. Sorry, buddy. Um, do you remember when they were on arguably the best? Movie soundtrack of the 1990s, Coneheads, oh, performing uh, the Fight the Power cover that they did. This is prior to their one-week success, and it was like, this is a fun, dumb thing that these guys are doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. They have a fun, dumb name <laughs> doing fun, dumb shit. <laughs> like, I'm not mad at them. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not mad at them. I can't say I'm like... At any point in time, I'm never going to be like, you know what, I could, would fit this moment perfectly. <laughs> It's been. Well, it's been. What if... Okay, I'm going to give you two bands on the bill. You tell me who's headlining. Okay. Not of the two. The the headlining. Okay, I have to give you a third band. Yeah. Opening the night. Okay. Presidents of the United States of America. Uh-huh. Followed by Bare Naked Ladies. And now your headliner. The Verve Pipe. The Verve Pipe. <laughs> You don't think it's like what's another like fun, dumb, jokey '90s? Uh, Harvey Danger, Bloodhound Gang, Bloodhound Gang will probably be the one that. But they seem like a little rugged. They're a little rough. (laughs) 
like a little yeah a little too much puss talk <laughs> for the bare neck for a band called the bare naked ladies uh guys we only, we only like to allude to the vagina The first band has a song that vaguely hints at vaginas. A little too much on this talk, guys. The, the song Peaches is ostensibly about the female sex. Is and it? then the second band, the title, sort of references the idea of naked women. You know, it gets yeah. a little bit broader. And then the third band comes on and just like, pussies. <laughs> pussies. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, will okay. Will Bob move over to make room for Jacob? I want to say Bob's been trying to move over for years. I think Bob Bob is happy to be done. I have a feeling if you ask Bob Dylan, do you really want to be doing this? He doesn't care. Do you think maybe he's like, I don't really want to do anything, and this is just what I do. It's just something to do, maybe because yeah. it don't look like he's trying. I know no. he's an old fella, but you seen him live like in the last decade? No, it's. It's a bummer. It's unbearable as we yeah. here. Yeah, not worth it. Is it time for... I watched him go on after... Shoot, I want to say it was The Roots. Uh-huh. At a festival once. Uh-huh. Man, that was a downshift. <laughs> <laughs> From like, like an ultra-tight, hype-ass live band. The crowd band. was exploding. And now like, it's time for Bob Dylan to Bob fucking... Bob Dylan and his band. And everybody's like... Huh. Oh, bummer. The thing about that is... It's like the entire crowd shifted. Everybody who had been in the back came to the front, and everybody in the front went home. <laughs> the thing is, so, one time I went to a show in this weird upstairs lounge, and it was Bob Dylan's band. Like, the band he toured with five years ago or whatever. And <clears throat> But not Bob Dylan. It was just like it was like a keyboard dude and yeah. bassist guitar tournament. Um and that's, they're one of those bands. Everybody's like, crazy, oh, it's a great band. And they're like amazing musicians is the thing. Sure, it's just like, sure. It's, I don't know. Everything seems like a... And they're playing Bob for... Bob Dylan seems like wasting everybody's talent and time. And I don't get it, but... Because he still has... His body of work is still like one of the greatest... It's amazing. Yeah. That's why it's okay. That's why these people are happy to do it. They get to be people who played with Bob Dylan. Yeah. Granted, they played with shitty Bob Dylan. But whatever. You're part of the legend. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get I don't know. I don't get what motivates Bob Dylan. It's like a thing that I think about a lot. Like what? I think that's been a question forever, right? Like, even when he was relevant and at the height of his powers, the question was, what is motivating Bob Dylan? Because he didn't seem to give a shit about anything that anybody thought he should give a shit about. Like sex, drugs, rock and roll, money, power, fame, anything like that? Yeah. It didn't seem to be... At the very beginning, he gives a shit about the, like, approval of Woody Guthrie. Yeah. And it seems like at the very beginning, he does... Oh, shit. Are we, did we just turn into Wax Pathetic? Is this what this is? Is this like the... Oh, shit. They call in and we just become their show for a little bit? Yo. This is te- <laughs> telepathetic. <laughs> the telepaths. <laughs> what happened to Jacob Dylan? I bet he's all right. Yeah. I'm sure he's fine. I mean, he's, I mean, he's got a really nice studio in his house, and he writes. I mean, he writes really lovely songs because he's got a nice voice. Yeah, he's not untalented. Do you think that song "One Headlight" is about a motorcycle <laughs> or a car with one headlight out? What am I supposed to have in my? I head think it's a car with one headlight out. Okay, 
Don't hold me to that because I have no idea what that's any happens in that song. I have no interest in revisiting it. To <laughs> I'm trying to remember any lines beside one headline. It. The place is old. It feels just like a beat up truck or something. Does that sound right? Turn the engine, but the engine wouldn't turn. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> What? I mean, it's just unfortunate. Like this, he's probably not even a guy who thought he was like, "I'm going to be as big as my dad." Right. He's probably like, "No, I really like making music too." And he makes this album, and then this one song happens to get super popular. Yeah. He's like, "Really? Out of the gate? That's Fuck. weird." That's going to be kind of a bummer, right? Yeah. Imagine if every time you did anything related to the thing you're most in love with, your job or whatever it is, every single you know, time somebody's like, yeah. somebody brings up your old man who did, who was it's maybe the best the, ever. Yeah. yeah. Bummer. That sucks. Or maybe not. Maybe he's cool. Maybe he's like, yeah, my dad's great. You, uh, yeah. But you gotta get sick of talking about that. I remember one time... Look. Where? I'm not... I don't know how to say this. I'm from a fucking plate. I'm from a small town in fucking Georgia. That's where I grew up. Yeah. I grew up in an era that Georgia. was fucking... I'm doing bad music for you. For the widespread proliferation of the fucking internet. You know what I mean? Like, unless you went out of town and bought a The Face magazine, it was tough to know what the fuck was popping in the world, you know? And I remember I saw an interview with Jacob Dylan on VH1 one time, and it was, uh, he said for some reason that The Clash London Calling was the coolest album ever made. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know shit about The Clash or London Calling. (laughs) And so, like, I remembered him saying it, though, and I was like, Found it somewhere, and I was like, "This fucking really is the coolest album ever yeah. made." And I'm like, "Good job, Jacob." Fucking Dillon. thanks, Jacob Dylan. Hold it down. Yeah, I mean that's what you got to do. If, you know, you grow up with your dad and his music. Punk rock's like the the Has obvious output, right? Has to be. Or I mean, like rap music would have been. <clears throat> no, yeah. rap music's probably closer to Bob Dylan than punk or like traditional classical music. Yeah, or church well, madrigals. Organ grinder music. The dancing monkey. Zydeco. <laughs> Zydeco? <laughs> I don't know about Zydeco. So, uh, what's up? That's it, man. That's all we got? That's what we did. Shit. Yeah. Well, fuck, man. Uh, what do we do now? We thank everybody for calling. Thanks for calling. Especially thanks... I wanna, uh, each, I decided each time we do one of these, I want to single out one call... Okay. And like give it the extra super thanks. And I think this time it's Wax Pathetic. Thanks, Wax Pathetic. They called it like literally like I was putting the calls together. We're like five minutes from recording. A new call pops up. And I was like, perfect. And it really hit the spot. And I'm they're good buddies. And I'm glad they're getting yeah. in there. Fuck. When? I, that was a really oh. fun experience. I want to okay. single out for this special fucking thanks to Guitar Shredder, man. I don't know. You can't see Casey anymore, but even if you could, he doesn't have a face anymore because you melted it off. I wasn't using it anyway. I want to say no thanks to the fucking... Yeah, I'm not trying to be a bummer, but I'm just saying. Fanciest sweatpants ever? Shower shoes? Porn star, can I get a motherfucking explanation? 304518Jams. You called it before. Can you call back? <laughs> Fuck. Um, I also want to thank Taku for the use of the theme song supposed to do off an album that has this name. Do what you love. Do what you love. Yeah, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for calling in. And I want to please... 
implore you, I beg of you, if you do nothing else this week, tell one person that you like our show. It's called Tell a Friend. that means it's in dune it's the thing that predates dune where they get rid of all the computes yep